0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the first ever Brute Facts Podcast. Uh, I got a great show tonight. It's going to be Adam Coleman with True ID Apologetics. Uh, he'll be joining me here in a second. I uh, just wanted to say thanks for everybody that's here. I uh, hope you enjoy the show and maybe we'll get uh, some pretty good guests and grow this thing pretty big. So um, sit tight and I will bring him in. We had a few technical difficulty so hopefully I can hear him when he comes on. I don't know. We'll see. How you doing, Adam? Hey doing good man. How you doing? doing? How you feeling? Ah, that's awesome. I can hear you now. I don't know why in the world I couldn't hear you back there. Yeah, so uh, it's live I can I hear, can hear and you and, you and everything. everything. Ah, that's great. Yep. It's always a good day when somebody can see my pretty beard.
1: Man, I'm telling
0: That's you, it's, it took a long time to get it though. uh But man, look at that hair, man! That makes me so jealous. Mm-mm-mm. I just wish I. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get <laughs> it right, right. Oh man, I hear you. I feel you. Are you hearing
2: uh, an echo
0: with me, I'm hearing something? No, no, no. Can you hear? an Do you hear an echo? nothing you hear one from me. But oh, okay. All right. Now you sound yeah, you sound good to me. So. uh so how you been? Uh I don't think it, we've never talked face to face. We just kind of skirted around the apologetic circle together and hung out with right, the same right, right. people and chat a little here, chat a little there. Uh yep, I am yep, yep. I am a pretty good fan of your I mean a pretty big fan of your work. So uh I oh, kind okay, of hey, hey, pretty, on, pretty, on, yeah, like as a little secret admirer. So <laughs> <laughs> So tell tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah so, you so know, I'm a, I'm Adam Forman,
0: uh, uh Connor, she's she's ready. Ready.
2: Yeah,
0: I found out early on that God's got a sense of humor. You know, he gave me girls and it has been a fun ride since. That's 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 the only word I'm going to use. But uh <laughs> so how many kids you got? Yeah. So I've got
2: um, four, four kids. kids. I got a, got seven, a seven year old, old six year old three year old, old, three year old. And, and uh, you're in a, a, a month old. So, so he's Ooh. one year
0: old. Yeah. So we're in the thinking right girl, now, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I know that's right. I've I've got three yeah. girls, uh, 20, 17 and seven. And wow, I'm,
1: man, yeah,
2: yeah. you've been good, bro.
0: Yeah, I love them all, but the, I, I tell, I tell the older ones all the time that the seven-year-old's my favorite. So, oh, she, <laughs> but she, she's starting to learn that handout. You know, daddy, daddy, daddy. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it, it yeah, uh, works, works, man. Shame I mean, to, I to say, say, but you know, I've got yeah. one daughter. daughter, and uh, I mean, you know, I try, I try not, not to. Do do, do, but she's, she's got me
2: crack the finger, man. Man,
0: yeah, it's you know, it's I've given up. I thought I was a man for a long time and pretended like I was a man. And somebody's like, uh, she has, they have you wrapped around the front. Well, no, they don't. Sitting there one day and one come up and laid her head on me and uh, dad, can I have this? And then I was like, oh, that's so that's great. And then it. 20 minutes later, the other one comes up, dad, can I have this? And it hit me. I was like, oh my God, I'm wrapped. I got Two fingers, I'm wrapped around. So. <laughs> Your bank account is empty, and you're like, what happened? What happened? That's, yeah. <laughs> that, Oh, that's for sure. Uh, that's what right. I tell people all the time. I'm I, I make okay money, but uh, I don't ever get to see it. You know, so it's uh, <laughs> right, right. Right, right, They right? do, right? Yeah, that's the that, that handout. That's how they get it. Yeah, that's good so, good stuff, so. so I got to ask a question. Uh, sure. Did uh, Tim really make that shot?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he really did
0: it. He really oh, made that true.
2: shot, man. You know, we were actually at a, a Maven a event. Shout out, Shout out to Greg Cuckola and Maven. Uh, and uh, we're at the head of the And he, he sucked the shot. Shot. He, he sucked day, turned, turned around before, before, it, before man, it went man, in, and did a little dance. So like, so like, curry. Curry. And I felt I was so bad, bad, bro. Like, I was um, I'm not sure I didn't even buy it. And I
0: was like, oh, my goodness. Oh. I, well, I, I caught that because uh, I pick I, I play ball. It was my sport growing oh, up, right. and uh, so it, it, when he was talking about making that shot, I'm like, "Okay, wait a minute, dude, got a PhD, wrote a book, yeah. uh, MMA, he's a good right. shooter, and now kind of he J. can ball." I'm just right. like, "Man, that just ain't right." That's the total package, man. What do you do? I <laughs> know, uh, that's right, man. Uh, so little segment I'm going to do real quick here. Uh, part of the show for, for my beer fans out there, uh, I'm going to start doing the beer of the week. And this one is, if you're not from the South, you probably don't know what it is. It's called Shiner Bock. And it is man. fantastic between um, not too heavy, not too light. So for my so uh, make me something, you know, man look, look color, yeah. man. look at that color, oh, man. Look at that. Okay, That's, yeah. Right. And so, tell me a little bit about True ID. How did you get started? Um Any projects you guys have coming up, or?
2: Yeah, man. Maybe so some, um some, some years, years ago, ago, I got a pilot project in, general. in general. Um, um, quite 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 Life, Life was kind of hitting on all, all of them, and yeah, a new job, job a new home, room, and a uh, uh, you know, ministry ministers home. Well, and I was actually on my way to the Christmas trip and, and found my, my wife, got pregnant. you know, and you and know so, so, we so we were, were this was our so, so we were ecstatic. We and, and uh, you know, you long story short, going to the mission trip, and like a week after I get back, unfortunately, and it was devastating us. it really just kind sure. of just rock the whole world, world type that of situation. That's um, that's that's situation. That's um, but, but I got a problem, problems. Yeah, by his, his grace, is happened, happened that, that um, about four or five four months before then. then, my dad, my dad sent me in a number of books, uh, Frank I don't have my faith in the 80s, was another Frank Church I think it was in New and then when they prayed on guard. And I had been someone that used to apologize before, but for so whatever the reason, reason, when I got to the I was like, this, this label, label. Was like oh snap, yeah, there's this, this whole intellectual side of understanding that, that I, just I just hadn't been aware of. of you know what I mean? You know, and I just, I had just been eating it up, up like, every, every day, man, every, every day, day, day not realizing that I would build up my faith in such a way that Mark Later, when the miscarriage happened, I was able to navigate that situation in the way that I'm certain that I was. had. not and, uh, and uh, you know, deal deal with, deal with, you with know, the problem, problem evil and things of that nature. Sure. Uh, just, just really really being able and, and quite frankly, I don't know where I'd be had it had not had it. been. For that. Yeah, and so, and so that's why I'm so passionate, passionate. Uh, yeah, about, about apologetics, apologetics. You know, and um, and a couple, a couple of years, years later, later uh, I got, got into um, uh, I was listening to the every day, and all kind of podcasts, all kind of John Lennox, Robbie, you know, Frank Kurt
1: because we were so all those guys, guys. And, and as, as I was listening to some
2: <laughs> objections to Christianity that didn't, didn't seem to fit uh, the box, box of, of the, the questions of those, the of those guys the you know, things these like 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 Christian and white men's religions uh, is mm-hmm. the only reason mm-hmm. we were uh, that African Americans are Christian today mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. we were beaten to it you know, during the slave mm-hmm. trade and things of that nature mm-hmm. and these questions seem to be out of the pale of the kinds of things that were being Addressed within the resources that I had been exposed to from a politic standpoint, and so um, I realized that you know nobody was really answering these questions, and I was grappling with these with these things myself. I had friends and family members and different people I would encounter; uh, they were all grappling with it. And I'm like, man, you know, I really need to have an answer for this stuff, you know. And so I just felt compelled to just you know dig my feet in and and just seek the truth and find out, like you know, th- does Christianity stand up against these questions as well? And I'm still doing it. Here I am, you know, five Amen. six years later, whatever's been, and I'm still doing it. And eventually, I realized that man, I can't keep it to myself. I've got to spread it to others. And so I launched the True ID podcast. Uh, that matured into uh, the YouTube channel, and um, kind of the rest is history. You know, we got wow. True ID Apologetics Ministries. As of a couple months ago, we're an official nonprofit organization. We got some things coming down the pike, and uh, God's been good, man. God has grown the ministry.
0: That man, that is awesome. It's uh the y- you mentioned the um. Problem of suffering, that is a yeah. huge, huge area for me. Um, mm-hmm. I got into it. Uh, I actually had kind of a crisis of faith. I mm-hmm. uh, grew up in the streets in Memphis, pretty uh, rough neighborhood, and you know, single mom, and you know, was uh, we went to a real legalistic church when I was a little kid, and mm-hmm. it, you know, I kind of just believed. Jesus because everybody said my mom everybody said Jesus you know mm-hmm. and you know went through a lot of things I put myself through and you know being in the wrong crowd and all that and uh sure. I just realized man I was too smart for that and um you know I didn't have motivation for you know school I was a straight A kid till middle of high school and mm-hmm. I couldn't pl- I couldn't play football anymore so I was, I I didn't care about it and, you know, didn't have that push at home. So Mm. it wasn't until I got away from the crowd, got married and had my first kid, uh, made a huge mistake and was looking at, you know, some, uh, some jail time. And I got on my knees because I didn't know where else to go, you know, and Mm. I prayed, you know, if I could just, if you can get me out of this, I changed this, that, and the other. And, course uh i didn't but um mm. i ended up avoiding it and it was man maybe a year or two later i just had this crashing out of nowhere in my spirit you know i just started contemplating heaven hell god mm. and, is this stuff real is there you know really a hell is there really a wow. heaven and wow. so it kind of uh that and I was challenged a lot in my real literal uh, legalistic beliefs that I had because I never really mm-hmm. researched it, and I would argue with well, people, even though I was dead wrong because <laughs> I thought I was right. And uh-huh. uh, the um, after that, man, I just I went on this journey that uh, I wanted to know. It was kind of like a Cartesian doubt everything, you know. <laughs> Whoops, got to put that on silent. <laughs> but uh, it's your first podcast you can do that man yeah, yeah that's right. right man i can get away with a lot can't i um, yeah, yeah yeah so uh i kind of you know i was just i just had no 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 faith at all no nothing i mean the whole world mm-hmm. just kind of crashed around me so i went on this journey and then you know when i started out i was actually look i, I caught myself looking at other denominations religions and things for mm-hmm. confirmation bias i didn't want to change my beliefs and I and finally I was just like, wait a minute, why do I even believe Jesus? And mm-hmm. so I did a deep dive into other religions, um, mm-hmm. then the historicity of Christ and the resurrection. And kind of like you, first I was stunned that you know there was pretty much not even a question that he existed because I never really thought about right. it. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute, this was a real man that walked on this earth. And, uh, so as I got further into it, mesmerized by his teachings, you know, that, that was one of the things that captivated me was his teachings. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I couldn't find any, I couldn't make sense of any of the other religions. And, uh, mm-hmm. so that's, that's where I was. I was like, man, I guess I'm a Christian, you know, because I'm convinced I, you know, he was a real guy and, you know, the resurrection seems to explain, you know, all of the facts, I mean, I know there's a lot of facts people can test and things like that, but, you know, sitting back objectively looking at the bigger picture mm-hmm. and, uh, stumbled into philosophy and here I am years later with, uh, you know a noodle for a brain because i just yeah can't. <laughs> you know you said something interesting too man like a couple of things I, I i can really
2: uh that really resonates with me so i i grew up in uh i'm from a, like a word of faith background you know and you know thank god he's delivered me from that you know yeah but you know you, you're kenneth copeland you're Creflo's and all that kind of stuff and um one thing is fascinating is i can honestly say i was never in awe of christ specifically in terms of his teachings until i was an adult and it came out of those settings and the reason why is because so often they teach certain texts like you read a certain text you know press down shaking together running you know whatever whatever text it's always about money that's the way that it's taught, exactly right yeah. and so what happens is it really sucks the the glory out of the scriptures when you, when you approach it that way but then what ha- but then you know god delivered you from that and and you're like reintroduced to the scriptures And you're reading things in context. You're exegeting the text rather than exegeting money into it. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, snap! That's what he was talking about." And and it's so much more beautiful than you know, you know what you were taught. And so when I was grown, really, and I'm, I'm saying within the last you know seven or eight years. It's like my mind was blown. I was like wow, you know, like I, I would—I've heard people say things like, "Oh man, you know, Jesus teaching the Sermon on the Mount is just is just so powerful." But I, I just couldn't get it because I, I was reading it through the lens of, of Creflo. You know what I'm saying? Rather than through um, the, the lens Ooh, of Creflo, the Holy Spirit, you see know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, so
0: I don't know where we want to go with that, but you know, right, right, right. But thank God for, for taking me out of it. You know. Yeah, I, well, I'm kind of with you because I mean, the, the televangelist actually had an impact on me. You know, yeah. it was uh, Jesse Duplantis and, you know, these oh, guys oh, yeah. TV, I was, I was yeah. Being, yeah, man, but they, they, oh, yes. and Jesse Duplantis in the end wasn't like he is now. He just kind of like, just went, wow, you know, so, but I was, I, don't know what was going, yeah. and so I was mesmerized by eschatology, you know, and mm, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the one book that, nobody wants to read revelation i loved it yeah i was trying to <laughs> right, right. trying to figure it out you know so right 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 but yeah you had uh something you said kind of resonated with me about the um uh the miscarriage um mm, mm-hmm. we actually lost a daughter um that uh two well one was a miscarriage it was man 4 or 5 months into it and mm. it was sudden and mm-hmm. that was, I mean, it, it, people don't, you know, when you hear about other people's miscarriages, you can't, you feel bad for them, but you don't realize the impact. When yeah, they, you can't get it yeah. right until it happens. You're like because you've prepared, you you're excited, yeah. you've gotten past the worry stage. You're at the what you know. What are we gonna have? What's it gonna be? And then boom, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you never get to meet them. It you know, not having a boy can't help but wonder with that one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in our situation, um, and I, I'm just going to be real with you. I, I don't know what
2: y'all is like, maybe they'll get mad at me. I, I don't know, but no, yeah, you know, th- this is why I'm so passionate about the abortion issue. Oh, me too. Because I'm uh, yes, I don't absolutely. think people understand just the, the profundity of that life, just the sacredness rather of that life. And, and th- th- I say all the time, there's a reason why, like, we, and you got three kids, right? So, when you go to those like even those early stages there's a reason why they have those pictures that you can buy you can buy the sonogram or you can get the 3d sonogram. there's a reason why i'm saying because we intuitively understand that there's something in that womb that's precious there's something that's of me there's something that's worth having you know what i mean yeah. and for us like with the first uh we, un- we unfortunately had a number of different miscarriages but um mm-hmm. for that first one you know i think she was about eight weeks in and so, you know, obviously your first trimester, but it was far enough along for there to be a heartbeat, you know. And so, when the doctor tells you there's no heartbeat, right? Yes. The sorrow from that, it, it's it's just it's like grieving. I mean, it's not like grieving child. You're grieving yeah, a child. You are grieving. And, yes. and, and people don't understand that. But that's why I think you know I'm I'm so passionate about uh, the abortion issue because those lives, you know, their lives. Period. You know what I'm saying absolutely. And you can't strip them of that. The shame a shame society teach, you know, just treats that issue so flippantly. I think it's very unfortunate.
0: I, I agree. That's actually one of my areas of uh, to delve into favorite. Uh, am of my favorite areas. Um, Clinton Wilcox had got uh, had given me a <laughs> lot yeah, of. You know,
2: yeah.
0: Oh man, he's you know he's um, that guy is a beast with you know pro life, and then there was. Mm-hmm. Um, Francis J. Beckwith. and Oh, and I, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I got into all of those and because I'd always taken it from a religious ex- aspect, you know, and I thought it was just yeah, a religious yeah. argument. And then I realized, you know, that like with secular pro life, they're, you know, they're not Christians or <laughs> not, they're secular, right. you know, and, right. and they have fantastic arguments, uh, you know, identity arguments, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, the. Try to defeat the arbitrariness of defining, you know, the whole personhood thing, person. oh, yeah, personhood, that, right, right? Yeah, separating a personhood mm-hmm. from a person, I just, I just reject it totally. Anytime an well, argument I mean, goes there, go ahead, yeah,
2: yeah. So, for me, if, if I was, let's say, if I was not a Christian, I was just a straight up materialist, right? Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I believe that there was, you know, such thing as ethics, like there really is an objective right or wrong, Yeah, you know, right. which, you know, many materialists do. You know, if that were me, then I would probably be just as if not more adamant a, a, as being anti-abortion, because really anything that you're going to call personhood um, at at best, you're talking about a feature of the human person that is emergent from these physical constituents that, that, that they're made of. You know I'm saying it's it's a, an emergent property of, you know, that. that has been gifted to us through evolution and, and developed through socialization and right. things of that nature. But ultimately it's still going to reduce down to the same kind of material stuff that I am. So I'm really, it's super arbitrary for me to snuff out, you know, the, the fetus, you know, right. at, at conception when really it's only different for me in, in time, you know what I'm saying? in development. I mean, as a materialist, I would think that you would have a problem with that, which is why Christopher Hitchens, if my understanding is is correct, uh, had an issue with, with abortion. It was along those same lines, you know, it's just that,
0: Yeah, I've met quite a few atheists that are uh, pro-life because they are, uh, um, you know, materialist or, you know, the very good arguments. And, you know, for all the people that may watch this that are pro-choice, just, you know, first of all, pro-lifers, you know, they get painted as like, we don't care about the woman. But, I mean, we absolutely do. We, you know, and most, I don't know any that pro-lifers that, um, would ever say that a woman can't, you know, end the pregnancy when she's going to die, you know, that's never, oh, sure. been, right, 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 yeah. Right. And that's never been, it's always, it's a medical decision. I mean, we've, it's never Absolutely. been illegal. So here's my two pro here's two of the biggest issues that I have with it. One, mm-hmm. the only time we ever try to remove personhood or define personhood is for a certain people we want to oppress. That's how Mm. it's always been done. Uh, that's, that was the argument for slavery. That was the argument for, um, Nazis, you know, in Germany, that was, they weren't people, they were less than people. And two, when you can live in a state that a mother wants to keep the baby and somebody harms the baby and they get charged with murder or she doesn't want to keep it and go right down the street. That is just, that is horrible law. How is that even, it makes no, the value is literally dependent on whether they are wanted or not. And I just, you know, everybody should be able to agree that that's, you know, that's pretty crappy. But uh. well, and, and
2: now here's the thing. Now, I, I take it even further, because on the one hand, first of all, I, I totally agree with you like with, with your first point. Um, obviously, that, that intersects a lot with, with what I do from an apologetic standpoint. But uh, we, we can look at the writings of even like a Thomas Jefferson, you know, some of his correspondence with certain individuals questioning the person of the slaves and, you know, a whole host of others. I mean, that was the issue of, of the day, you know, to a large extent. Um, but even further than that, I mean, we think about today's issue because like. Now I'm I'm going to straight up say like some of the things I have, I would hold to or would or believe would be appropriate for our society wouldn't fit within the conservative box and I I own that you know uh, but oh, I, I believe yeah, it fits I'm, within uh, a biblical I, box you I, know so um, I'm, yeah I, I'm not that way either so <laughs> right but I believe I believe it fits within a biblical box and so yeah. I I think that I'm I'm all for like when people talk about oh man we need to be concerned about um you know the the Infant mortality rate, and uh, you know, it's these economic pressures that lead women to these situations, and it's all these. Look, I'm all for you know exploring and being proactive and engaging the well being of others. I'm with that. I'm I'm down yeah. with that 100. I'm talking about economics, you know, all that. We can explore all that and to whatever extent we can assist people. I'm with it. But when you think about the abortion issue, I'm saying like abortion itself. Doesn't solve those problems. Nope. <laughs> it, it doesn't solve the, the problem of economics. You know, when people talk about oh, there's shaming in the communities when, when a woman gets pregnant. Well, abortion doesn't solve that, right? Because right. that's still going on, right? So you're proposing something that doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. And so, if you really want to solve those problems, let's talk about that. Let's 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 talk about community reform. Let's talk about you know preaching the gospel so that right. you know people's hearts are changed and so they can act in more grace towards others. And from a church standpoint, we can certainly have those conversations. But killing babies doesn't solve those problems. And so, I agree. you know, I'm, I'm always looking for somebody to fill in the blank. OK, dot, dot, dot. Therefore, we should kill babies. That, that's what I'm always waiting for. And yeah, so yeah. if you can't fill in the blank on that, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't ride with you.
0: Yeah. And and, and right along that point, I've, I'm right there with you. I think a lot of uh, conservative Christians need to get off their uh, butts about this, not educating sex education, not teaching uh, sure. Safe sex, uh contraceptives. I'm I'm so tired yeah. of them acting, you know. I understand that abstinence is the best policy, obviously. Absolutely. But we absolutely. live in a world where that's just not feasible. People just I mean, our culture doesn't allow. I mean, we can teach our children, and I absolutely advocate, you know, my kids when they were young, we sat down and had the whole talk about the design of marriage, what it was sure. for. Uh, and not necessarily just from you know a Christian perspective. It's uh, you know, when you when you have that commitment there, you're creating the best environment to raise a child in. Uh, right, so right, right, and, and that was right. kind of how we brought it up to him. You know, hey, this is what leads to it. You know, this was the design of it, and this is the best you way to do outlet. it. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And all the risk we we didn't hold back. I mean, we talked to him about all the risks. You know. And uh, man, but- when I was younger,
2: the scariest thing in the world to me was the idea of having a child out of Whitlock. It It's like, oh, oh, my gosh, I, just, I was so afraid. I was like, yeah, that to me was a turn. I know that for everybody that doesn't work. I get that, you know, yeah. but there, there's there's various different ways that we can be proactive to at, at very least curtail the degree to which abortions are occurring. I mean, and I, and we should continue the legal fight. I'm, I'm all with that. Mm-hmm. Get as many justices as you can, get as many governors and so on and so forth. I'm all with that. But in addition to that, what else can we do in addition, so that until we can get these legal things, you know, to come about, we can maybe save some lives in the meantime. And if that means that we need to take care of people better in order right. to do so, I'm with that. If that means saving a life, I'm with it. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is on that. Absolutely.
0: You know? And I think an yeah. aspect that needs to be discussed about it, you know, is like I said, where you know, um, pro-lifers are often accused of not caring about the mother, but mm more pro-lifers tend to be, in my experience, more aware of the social and mental effects that it has on women. The, number, oh, okay. the numbers, the statistics are astronomical, you know, yeah. that, of uh, you know, depression, anxiety, suicide. It's because it's just, you know, even taking God out of it. It's just, you know, it's such a personal, uh, and, and for any women that are listening or may listen to this, there you get no judgment whatsoever from here. Right. We love you. We don't care what you've done. We don't care what your views are. Um, right. You're, you're allowed to fight for what you believe and we will support your good. right. Absolutely. We will support your right. right for that. We just have our view and it's not all religious based either. You know, they, it's a, uh, Hey, and I'm not going to front man. Like, listen, I, and I'm, I'm
2: as honest as I can be about this. You know, um uh, Part of the reason why I'm passionate about this is because I've sat with my wife yep. after having lost children. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I've been as close now. I, I'm not i I'm not a female and I understand it. I, I obviously I'm not a female. There are elements of that that I'll never understand. Right. But being in such proximity to the to that to that and seeing the tears, like I don't want anybody to have to go through that. I yeah, don't want absolutely. anybody to in the moment. And, he, and here's the thing, I'm also a social worker by trade, right? And so I've dealt with Good for you, brother. We you need know, thank you, man. thank you. Uh, I've dealt with countless single moms, and and I've seen people in really bad you know, situations. Yeah. And I just know that I, I I wouldn't want anybody to given a certain situation that they they find themselves in presently to make a decision that later on down the road when it hits it's like, dang, I yeah. did. That. Like that's yeah. that's tough, man. That's it that's is real. And
0: and, and yeah. at that that point, man, all I all I ever do is I make sure they understand, man. I I love you. I don't care whatever you've done I guarantee that is not half as bad in my book as a lot of the stuff that I did. So I mean, Yeah, there's no judgment, right?
2: Who who am I to judge anybody? You know, right. it's not about that at all. Absolutely. It's about compassion, man. It,
0: That's exactly right. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we I'd said that we had lost a child. My 7-year-old is a identical twin and mm. um we made it to the end and like you said, you know, getting that uh you know, from the doctor, there's no heartbeat. Was, uh, yeah. it was. I mean, we were a week away from them being born, and yeah. she had to carry her for that mm-hmm. last week. And mm-hmm. that's not something that you just get over. It's no, she man. was, I mean, she was severely, um, just brought down. I mean, it, it was. Of she course. was on. Yeah, and and you know, me being you know, a man and and growing up in the, you know, toxic masculinity, I got to be the tough guy, you know, kind of stuff. And, and so I was the jerk that didn't uh, properly grieve with her and it just Mm -hmm. made it worse, Mm -hmm. you know, because I just, you know, I've had so many hardships in my life. I just, I I, I stuff it in the back of my head and keep going. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that was terrible at that time. And, and we both paid for it, you know, but yeah, it's, that is, that has a lot to do with my, Pro-life stance too, you know.
2: And still. see, it, see, here's the thing, man. Like, when it comes to apologetics, like, look, I, I love apologetics. I, I mm-hmm. study apologetics every day, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and, and I mean, it's, it's 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 what I do. I, I love it. You know I'm, I'm as soon as I get off of this live, I'm going to go read something about apologetics. This is <laughs> what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with that being said, there's this other side to the Christian experience that I think sometimes gets lost in all the intellectual aspect of apologetics. I mean, like, there's this relational aspect to um where we stand in relation to God, obviously. And we can't leave that part behind. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're right. so if you're not attending to that emotional aspect of yourself, then yeah. you're not going to be functional enough to do these other things. Like I will never forget, man, when um when the miscarriage happened with us, right? Um, I used to go to this this church basketball night every Wednesday, you know? And I'm I'm a generally I'm pretty a laid back guy. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just yeah. kind of my, my vibe. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I'm playing ball. I love playing basketball, and I missed a jump shot, and I'll never forget. I I have never been a cusser, like ever. You know what I'm saying? like even in my, my days or yeah. whatever. I was. Doing, it's just it's just not. It, yeah, I'm one of those people that like when they cuss it they don't even sound right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm one of those. <laughs> he can't, yeah, I can't yeah. even do it. right. He can't even do <laughs> so it. You know I'm saying, man. I'm. Telling Adam you, I'm
0: said, just- "Damn."
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Well, no, I did. You know. And so what happened? I'm, I'm now. Mind you, I'm in a church, and I'm, I, I take a dump, <laughs> shot and I run over to the. I missed it, and I ran over to the to the side. I kicked over a chair, and I was just cussed like it's super loud. And bro, I kid you not, it scared me, man. Yeah, it scared me because I know that wasn't me. I was like, man, you know what? I really need some help. Like th- yeah. th- that came from somewhere. I mean, I'm a social worker. I'm a therapist, so I'm, I I I tend to have a pretty good gauge of where yeah. I'm at emotionally. And I said, you know what? Nah, man, that's that's not that's not good. I need yeah. I need to get some help. And I, I really wish men uh would really get hold of that. You know, oh, I, man, I'm, I'm a, I can I can easily be a lone ranger type. That's that's my temperament. You know what I mean? But I learned that as life starts kind of going on, you got you know, you got kids, you got a house, mortgage, whatever your situation is, you start realizing that the Lone Ranger stuff, that's not how we were created, man. We were that's exactly in fellowship right. with God and with man. And and we have to be vulnerable
0: with one another. Uh, or else we, we just can't grow in the repressing stuff, and and it's going to come out one way or the other. Yep, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, you know, mental health is one of the things I speak out on a lot because oh, yeah. uh, I suffer with, um, I've suffered with depression, you know, That's most cool. of my life. I suffer with uh, an anxiety disorder, and I have a younger brother who's schizophrenic that we take care of. And mm. I've seen, you know, so I've done lots of study, and you're absolutely right that the toxicity. It, you learn things the wrong way for so long. You know, there's yeah, there's yeah. no such thing as be a man. There's no such thing as toughen up. Yeah, you know, no. that's that's not who Jesus was. That's not no, that's no. not who we're supposed to be. You know, that right. that has crept into our society, you know, the old yeah. oh they don't make men anymore. You know, that kind of stuff. It's or you know, they yeah. don't go to the doctor yeah. or, you know I, I'll <laughs> tell anybody, you know, if you don't go to the doctor, you're not tough. You're an idiot. You know, yeah. it's yeah And and One of the things I say a lot of the times is I keep hearing this, we're an over-medicated society. And I'm like, no, we're under-medicated because we know the the medicines that prevent things now. And people are taking those medicines to prevent them. It's not because they want to shove pills down our throat. It's because we have the technology. Why not- Take advantage of yeah, it. I mean, and, it. And it's just—it's you know—I'm telling you, man. I, I've
2: had so so currently, I work with veterans. I, I social worker with veterans, helping find housing, uh, home, homeless vets particularly. Uh, but then the job I had previous to this, I was a mentor, you know, and I've just you know, given my own demographic, I typically found myself working with young African American males, and I'm telling you, bro, without fail, two types of anger that you can see on a young man that were very different. Than anything else. You you could you could see it. They would just it was almost like they would just wear it like a garment. And one would be if the child had been sexually abused. Yep. And number two, dad wasn't there. You know, and some of them for that dad thing, I I have seen kids who were running the streets hardcore, selling drugs, the whole nine. And we'd be working together for months. And we start talking about that dad issue and just seeing him break just like yep. that. Sobbing, crying, 17, 18 years old break. You know, yeah. when their dad thing comes up. Why didn't he want me? Yeah. Why didn't, you know, why, why wasn't I good enough? Why didn't he stay, you know? And those kind of things, you can't say, ah, oh, tough it up, man. You know, walk it off. Right. No, man, you know, we, we know better than that now. It's just like with the NFL, like back in the eighties, you, you know, you get your bell rung. ah, oh, man, walk it off. You're, you're in there next, the next play. You know what I'm saying? you got a concussion.
0: Know
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We know better. Yeah. And so now that we know better, we ought to do better. Right. But so I think a lot of people have to get out of that. We need to take full advantage of the, the biblical, the full range of what the Bible has to say about well-being and we have to stop treating each other like savages. Like we weren't created to be that way. We were created to be
0: people and we have to do better about that. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that kind of sticks with me is, uh, you know, kind of the, the dad backstory. It's a very Mm -hmm. complicated, but um, my dad wasn't there. um, And I, I went through a lot of those thoughts and, you know, then found out later in life, wasn't totally his fault that he wasn't there, so it kind of, you know, lived lived a life for a long time, you know. Sure. And but yeah, I can tell you firsthand. I mean, a a kid that's twelve, thirteen years old. How many times I broke down in the closet and just, you know, why why doesn't he want me? Where's he at? You know, things like right. that. And right, right. Uh, it's yeah, it definitely does. And you know, uh, the abuse it's that is something that's a lot more prevalent and rampant that people there want there to. Uh, admit, and it is something it we is. have got to stamp out. I mean, it's just—it is right. so damaging. But right. uh, and, and see, this is why this is why we
2: have to get the gospel right. This is why we have to get apologetics right. Because when I'm doing apologetics, when I, when I'm evangelizing, I'm not trying to introduce you to a proposition. Right. I'm trying to reconcile you to a person—the person of Jesus Christ. Right. It's that personal relationship. Because when you think about the Book of Job, right. Job had all these questions and, you know, you go through with 30, 40 chapters or whatever it is. And you got all these problems going, all these questions. But what was it that basically, you know, in the end resolved the issue for Job? It was a personal encounter with God. It wasn't just thinking out loud and figuring stuff out. He had a personal inter- interaction with God. You know, the, you know Jesus teaches, like, look, if, if you abide in me, you know, I'll abide in you. You will know, bear fruit. I, I know I misquoted that, but yeah, that's have. <laughs> no, right. Close but, enough. Yeah, close. <laughs> up, right, you know. Um, but you know, but he, without me, you can do nothing. That's what Jesus right. said, right? And so why do we think we can live apart from the vine? So when we're doing apologetics, if, if we're doing it right, then we ought to be guiding people toward a person, the person of Jesus Christ, and a better understanding of him. And if we're not doing that, then what then what are we doing here? We're just right. we're just pontificating about, you know, you know, stuff that we think is interesting, but we're not really Following through to, hey, do you know Jesus, and what does that mean for you in your life? Where you know, where can he bring about healing and those kind of things?
0: Yeah, it's uh, I my uh, focus is kind of uh, I I spend a lot of time with um, atheists because Mm -hmm. a lot of them come from a real legalistic uh, fundamentalist background, which is kind of the same thing that I was hurt by, and. You were talking about, you know, Jesus and all of that. So my um, my goal is to try to repair some of the damage. And, um, you know, I want to love them regardless of what they believe or don't believe. I want them to know that there are Christians out there who take Christ's word serious, um, mm-hmm. like. I, I think I said earlier, I kinda hold to a mere Christianity. I follow Christ and his teachings and I just want to love people, man. I don't I just yeah. I, I spent so long being the guy that uh separated people or was divisive or you know, a lot of fighting, things like that. And it's irreparable damage and you regret it later in life because you there are so many people don't realize who we have a impact on, you know, oh, yeah. a, because I can tell you now there's people that's impacted me that has no idea. Sometimes just you know a right. simple statement, you know, things yeah. like that. And uh, so I want to be the opposite of what I was and kind of, you know, just hope that somebody, you know, sees Christ in me, um, right. yeah. you know, and wants to know more about it or, you know, they see I'm kind of rough around the edges because of where I came from. And, mm. I uh I spent a long time trying to not be me, you know, talking with people. And then I finally realized, you know, there's a reason that God let me go through all the things I did. And That's it's true. because true. of the people that I was supposed to reach and love That's and right. heal. Right. And a lot of the people that uh respond to me, being myself, are the ones who don't normally respond to, you know, typical Christians or, you know, like going to church atmosphere and things like that because yeah that's not i grew up in the streets they grew up mm-hmm. in the streets you know they want somebody who can relate with them not somebody i mean and, and a lot of them don't realize you know when they feel like they're being judged they're really not it's just they carry yeah. that that guilt and that burden you yeah, know so they,
2: like, right, right, yeah, yeah right. so
0: they think everybody's looking at them you know and i, I understand right. it because i was that person at one time so Right, right, right. When I'm right. around them, I, I flat out tell you now. I, you know, I drop S bombs and D bombs all the time around them. But that's just, mm. but the response has been far better than anything I've ever. You know, trying to not be me, I just couldn't do it. You know, yeah, but, if I try so, that,
2: like I said, I would sound crazy. I would be out here, you know, sounding weird. <laughs> you know, but, but nah, man, I just leave it, it alone, bro. I'll you know, know but you I mean, mean, it's funny. I've actually chilled out quite a bit. I mean, I, I used to be. Like when I first started, like getting X, man. Like you know, if you go far enough back on my uh, Facebook feed, man, I used to be in there battling. I'd be man, I'd be going for it, you know. But now, you know, I, I kind—I I mean, I can get that way, but I kind of chill out now. I mean, it, unless unless somebody takes me, it, the only time I will get like that is if um, if I hop on a thread and I see somebody like bullying Christians, then I got to put on my big brother hat, and that's when you know I I gotta get you, y'all gotta knock you out. But other than that, you know, I try to carry it, you know, pretty chill, man. You know. Well it's that's funny. That's, that, that's right, me, right. Me. Yeah,
0: that's well see that's me. I'm I'm a huge anti-bully. I cannot stand bullying because oh, I know where right. I know where it comes from. It's you know, it's sure, extreme yeah. insecurity. And at the expense of other people, they are right, building their self right, up or they think they're making themselves look better. So yeah, right, that's right. uh it's funny how I how I ended up with you know starting this podcast and all of that was because hmm. I had gone gotten on TikTok. And was just there to watch videos and stuff. My daughters kept bringing me all these funny videos. I was like, man, that's cool. And then, you know, the algorithm changes as stuff that you like. So when you like some sad, sappy stories or, you know, Christian Mm -hmm. stuff. And the next thing I know, man, I see just bullying left and right. But it was Christians. And Um, well, it it was new atheists and Christians. And, you know, coming from the circles that we come from, you know, the the kind of example and the high level of philosophy that we're in. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, wh- whichever side they're dancing around, like they're an intellect or something. So, oh, yeah, it's so
2: irritating. Bro. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's
0: like, yeah. that's a fallacy. That's a fallacy. That's a fallacy. That's a fallacy. Right, 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 right. So I got sick of it one day and I started calling them all out, you know, all the ones that were bullying yeah. each other. And, uh, you know, and then I ended up having a few, the atheists like over at the atheist round table wanted to, you know, okay. me to come over and, Come on and talk to them and it's a great group over there. They're uh, they're still in their, you know, some of them are still in that uh screw religion phase, but they're good people, man. <laughs> well, you know, hey, you know that's yeah, you know, keep doing know. what you
2: do with that. That's no I mean that's, I mean, that's, but, you know, yeah, that's it's good to have dialogue when you can. I think that you know it's very important. Um, you know, particularly when you live in like a pluralistic society and you got all these yeah. different views and whatnot. I think dialogue is healthy. You know, oh, I think absolutely. you know but but we need to make sure we, we keep expressing ourselves to one another and hearing so that it doesn't become like this powder keg situation, which, I mean, unfortunately it kind of has been over the last yeah. few months, but you know. Oh, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that. yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff going on nowadays, man. It is. Uh, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough.
0: I just was kind of one of the things I, you know, want we wanted to talk about with you was, you know, sure. uh, not being as white as I am you know uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> from right, a right, different right. perspective you know it's yeah, uh, yeah 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 you know we're all on the brown scale it's just where you're at you know so <laughs> at, right, right. <laughs> uh, true, That's true. Yeah. yeah so uh i'm actually uh i am uh, a black lives supporter a black mm. lives matter supporter uh mm-hmm. of course not necessarily the organization but sure, sure. Yeah. but the idea behind it um mm-hmm. i read a book it was called um the new Jim Crow and oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it really opened my eyes to a lot of things, which I already, I had seen the war on drugs impact in the community I was in, you know, oh. so I, I already didn't like, you know, the war on drugs, but after mm-hmm. seeing the numbers, you know, the rate that we lock our citizens up at and the rates we lock minorities up in this country, at a phenomenal rate, more than the rest of the world. And this is supposed to yeah. be the land of the free. I mean, it's,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it is it is insane. So, you know, a lot of people, they live in their bubbles and because they don't witness it firsthand, this out of the, oh, then it doesn't happen,
2: yeah. you know? And yeah. that's
0: what, and what I was saying in the beginning was, okay, let's, let's concede the point. It doesn't happen to the point, you know, that they're saying it is. Okay, we have a family in our country who thinks by astronomical numbers, they're not being treated fair. Why are you going to go out and go against them? Why wouldn't you do something to help them? Why not reach out to them and help change that perspective?
2: Why Mm -hmm. are you just
0: going to build walls and divide? You know, there's no sense in that. That just, oh, yeah. You know,
2: God is great in racism, man. I got the shirt right here. You know what I mean? God is great in racism, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I think it's it's partly um, I, th- I think America kind of needs a redo in terms of, in terms yeah. of oh history, you goodness. know, it's kind of hard to understand where you are unless you understand, you know, some things about where you've been. You know, I mean, you, you can miss some things. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. And I think that you have different groups in, in America that have very different, just just fundamentally different understandings of what this country is and what it has been. And I think that what we need to do is—it's kind of like you know, with the you know, take the beam out of your own eye, Right so you can take the speck out of your brother's. Like, we really need to sit together and dialogue with one another so that we can come to the what is the reality about who we are and who we've been as as a nation. I think that's so that's so key because it's honestly, like, you know, coming up, I mean, you know, you have Black History Month or whatever, and you know, you learn about you know, Harriet Tubman, which you know, respected her. You know, obviously, you know, the greats, you know, Martin Luther King. Uh, maybe a Frederick Douglass. And, you know, if, if your teacher's going above and beyond, like a Garrett Morgan or something like that, they, yeah. they're really going above and beyond then. But for the most part, it's like, all right, you know, you were in slavery, Martin Luther King did his thing, and then now everything's good, you know. But, and, and I think that's just how it's taught. But the reality is there's this protracted period. Mm-hmm. Of not just slavery, but various forms of oppression. Absolutely. And if you don't understand that, then you really don't get why people are so upset today. And, and it's, I just did a teaching on, on this uh, a couple of weeks ago for a Christie. And I think sometimes people feel like, oh, you know, you're a leftist. you It was like, look, I'm, I'm just giving you the history. I haven't yeah, even given a, you my. Yeah. I haven't even given you what I think about it. I'm just helping you to understand these historical events. I'm just putting that before you. You know, but if people, but people have a hard time stomaching that. Because quite frankly, I think it kind of messes with, you know, their concept of identity and things like that. Maybe Absolutely. Identity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because we have a uh, a very dangerous type of nationalism going on in this country. Oh, sure, and yeah. uh, it is the the nationalistic identity is, you know, nationalism rarely is ever a good thing, you know, because it, it allows you to uh, press other nations and other people, you know, in the name of being a great country. But Mm, yeah, that's mm -hmm. uh. well, see, that's where, you know, I was kind of blessed on this whole thing, because uh, growing up in Memphis, it's very diverse. And that's where Martin Luther King was killed. And I have admired Martin Luther King since uh, I was a kid, because um, I mean, he was well, one, he was a great preacher. And two, how Mm. could you not admire someone who motivated people without violence? You know, and and was so impactful uh, with what he did, and Mm -hmm. so yeah, he's um, yeah, he's always been you know a a hero of mine. But yeah, it's the facts, man, and that's the that's the sad thing is we're so left and right in this country that you can't even look at the facts. And here's here's where I like to bring it around is Mm -hmm. when I hear that um, we had a black president or stuff like that. Uh, (laughs) You know, like we've come so far. I'm like, wait a minute you do know that there are still grandparents around who went through the civil rights. There are, of course, who were beat by right. police. My and, parents, like my parents. I mean, not even grandparents. They, everybody, they are my parents. Right. Yeah. Everybody acts like we're, well, you're getting up there, bud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The, I am. I am. Yeah. Everybody acts like this was like two, 300 years ago. It's like, bro, we're yeah, just, yeah, we're yeah. not that many generations removed. It doesn't just get fixed overnight, you know? So, right, right. I mean, to yeah. be
2: honest with you, I, I think, and, and I know this may sound controversial, but we, when we look back over what's happened in 2020, whether it be the George Floyd, the Martin Arbery and all these kinds of things, I think you have this contingent. And I think it's probably under underestimated or understating to say contingent. I think you have a large body of people who are, are shocked and surprised. Like, man, I thought, you know, why is this happening now? And, and quite frankly, in my opinion, I think that what we're seeing in society today is exactly where we should expect to be. I, I think this is exactly, you know, um, given the history, given the way that things have, have um, unfolded. Um, and I'm talking about since the Civil Rights Movement. I'm not even talking about for, right. up until 1964. I'm talking about from 64 on. I think this is exactly where we should expect to be. And and right. the question is, what are we going to do now? Are, are we going to um, kind of just you know, create a... a, a a caricature of who we really are, you know what I'm saying? And and to say, oh, no, we're really this, you know, but no, we we need to really sit with where we are so that we can grow, you know, rather right. than try to, you know, what I call fig leaf, you know, Adam and Eve, where they had the fig leaves and covered up. Right. I mean, we don't need to be fig leafing. We need to just accept this is where we are and, and here's how we move forward. Wow. Yeah, that's,
0: that, that's one of the big things is uh, failure to really understand the scope of what happened in the past and trying to move too fast is – um, you know people just uh, it really gets me that it's the you know the close mindedness the bubble that people are in you know it, you just really hit it on the head when you said anytime you talk about it, you know you're a leftist and i'm you know right right yeah, right exactly. i'm I'm traditionally a conservative, you know, mm-hmm. but the conservative party left me, so mm-hmm. it's yeah i was uh yeah, I was a never trumper, you know, I voted third mm-hmm. party mm-hmm. both times um well you know it's very
2: interesting and it's funny you should say that because i i think that um and i'm not i'm not sure why i'm not a historian so i I'm, i had to really think about why this is but but i do believe that the conservatives and 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 we'll say progressives i don't think they there is as um snug a fit with the groups that are kind of in society i mean among politicians those are real groups but i feel like there's a disconnect between yeah. those groups and the common man. Probably Absolutely. more so than there has been in the past. And I you know like I said, I'm not a historian, so I have to kind of think right. about that. But but to I mean, to your point. Um, quite frankly, you know, in, in the black community, um, you know, obviously, you know, to vote Democrat is just like, it's like getting baptized. I mean, it's just something yeah. that you do, you know, but morally speaking, in terms of value, moral values, the black community has traditionally been more akin to what, you know, conservatives would, uh, you know, put on the table from a moral standpoint, you know, and so I think what's happening now is some of those divergences are, are kind of made more manifest, you know, and maybe it's because of social media, maybe it's because you have a, you're, we're in the information information age, and so more ideas can be exchanged. I'm not really sure why, but there does seem to be, um, you know, these these politicians are just out of touch, man. And I don't think yeah, they really reflect, you know, where we are, man. You know, yeah, I really absolutely.
0: Know. That's uh, I, I'm just, you know, I'm i uh, I'm more socially left and mm-hmm. fiscally right. Um, guess I'm not, uh, anti-government guy. I think government has a role. I think it's sure, just sure. gotten a little too big, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as, uh, I've, you know, I'm, I'm li- more or less a libertarian, just not a crazy mm-hmm. libertarian. It's, uh, I got you. I got you. yeah, you know, more of a kind of constitutionalist kind of person, you know? But see, that's yeah. an important distinction though. You know, and I think this is, this is where I think a lot of our conversations,
2: are so overly um, I will just say watered down, you know. And the reason why I say like when you look on the news is like, you know, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives. Yeah, straight down liberals, the line. Right. Straight down the line. And it's like, nah man, there's, there's lots of different subgroups. And quite frankly, you know, shout out to my man Leroy uh, Hill. He, he kinda corrected me on this, just to be more careful when I'm talking about conservatism or liberals that there's really these subgroups in the reasons. But like, you have to take yeah. time and tease out where people are really coming from or else you can really make hasty generalizations and and assumptions about people. Um, but it's, it's, it's just our, our conversations have been so dumbed down by just fast food media. You know what I mean? Oh man.
0: Yeah, It's amazing. We have more information at our fingertips than we've ever had, but yet the largest amount of misinformation, it's just, it's insane. People are so lazy. It just, uh, But yeah, you're
2: you're a mile wide and an inch deep kind of thing.
0: That's all this information, right? Yeah. Yeah. Originally, I was far left because my mom's kind of hippie. You know, so I can't, you know, growing up, I thought Bill Clinton was the greatest man ever alive. You know, we, they they almost worshipped him where I live. So, he smoked and then, me, playing the saxophone. Yeah, that was it. That's then, all they needed, man. I got older and had to pay taxes when I made a little uh, more money. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I, no, I'll tell you, do you know how I, I became conservative? Yeah. I hated Rush Limbaugh, but I'd never heard the man speak. And mm. so I started listening to him because I hated him. And I was driving down mm-hmm. the road and I'm like, and it makes that makes sense, you know, and then yeah. the, the more I listen to him, you know, but then I started kind of drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit and there kind of went on. a little, you know, little so. Too far with America, yeah. Eventually, I've just finally realized that they uh, the left and the right are two different sides of the same coin. And agree, yeah. the American, the majority of Americans are right in the middle between them. And,
2: and you know what so, here, so, check this out right and
0: I could be just dead wrong about this this is
2: just something that popped in my head not too long ago I, I wonder sometimes I, I hear what you're saying about the left and the right being two sides of the same coin but I wonder maybe to use a different analogy it seems to me that at least in some ways the left is If, if maybe instead of looking at it, two sides of the same coin we look at it as like a scale you know what I'm saying like on a scale of one to ten one being like conservative ten being liberal I th- I feel like that's kind of reflective of where they are. Cause when you think about like Liberty, like doing what you want, like that's an American that's the, you know, conservatives would right. affirm that, yeah, do what you want to do. It's just the liberals take that further and be like, yeah, do what you want as in, you know, pertaining to gender and abortion and all these kinds of things. And so the conservatives are like, whoa, whoa, wait, that's not what we meant? You know what I'm saying? But it's the same principle. It's yeah. just run
0: amok basically, you know, and that's, I, I kind of wonder about that. Well, that's one of, yeah, that's one of the things that, that I actually say a lot is I'm more of a classical liberal. You know, because Mm -hmm. I said, you know, the left today, uh, at least, uh, you know, the hard left aren't liberals, they're progressives. You know, they're Mm -hmm. they want government to enact everything when originally it was, you know, get government out and let us live our own lives. You know, so and I think a lot of Americans kind of moved over to the right uh, because the left had gone so far left. Um, Yeah. and now that it's gone so far right, people like me are like, yeah, let's go back over this way. You know, right, way, right. right, right a, yeah. But tr- being originally a conservative, I mean, Trump's not a conservative. It was, you know, when you're talking about building a billion dollars, you know, so many billion dollars for a wall, I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's not conservative principles. But, uh, but
2: it's funny, man. I was telling my homeboys like fam, like Trump he became a conservative like what, two weeks before he ran for office.
0: He didn't spend his whole life as a Democrat. You know, right, so like, it's,
2: he, yeah. Like, what are we talking? He has like no capital here. Like, know, he's yeah, yeah, it's, he's, it's a funny, he's a populist. Yeah, he's a populist.
0: He's a populist. you know.
2: But, but uh, my concern is, I think sometimes, like, in in going back to the the idea of conservatism in, in the purest sense of, of the word, is this notion of you you want to hold on to the ideals and principles that this you know, society was founded on. You know, I think there's something to be appreciated about that. My concern is that when Christians presuppose that those ideals and values were necessarily biblical and historically, historically, that's just not true. Historically, you know, obviously America, for anybody who studied it, America is certainly the inheritance of the secular enlightenment period flowing from Europe. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You can't read, you know, John Locke, you can't read Thomas Jefferson and, you know, the Federalist Papers. You can't read those things and not see that. And so, Some of the things that we um, that some of my Christian conservative brothers and sisters are trying to conserve are in in actuality not Christian at all. It's just that you know uh, many of our brethren have assumed that that's the case. And so my thing is, what we need to do is let's start from biblical axioms. Yep. You know, let's start from what are the principles that we can derive from Scripture, and in so much that we can uh, apply those in in this broken world, let's let's do that, and let's not get drawn aside by partisan part. You know, uh, this partisan thing. Uh, but let's start with scripture, and then we bring that to bear in how we engage politics. And I think that's we, we've we've kind of got it backwards. I think we're I think we're allowing the world, and I'm talking about both liberals and, and and oh yeah, I agree. I think we're allowing the world to dictate to us, you know, where we're supposed to be on things, right. rather than the other way around.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of times they forget, um, you know, a theocracy is not biblical and. This a lot of people actually don't realize they want a theocracy. And that's not mm-hmm. what you know. A lot of the founding fathers, there were quite a few of them that were deists or just agnostic. Sure. You know, yeah, sure. we can say it's founded on Judeo Christian principles, but it sure. wasn't founded as a Christian nation. It was a place right. where people could worship freely without being um uh you know oppressed by the government, and that's right. So I get nervous when I start hearing about um, one of the things that started to move me away from being a conservative, which is kind of dangerous itself, because when you start talking about conserving traditions, I mean, what is the tradition of this country? What was it mm. built on? Well, so, well, yeah, you know what I mean.
2: I, I can straight up say that there's certain parts of uh, our, our uh, right. American heritage. I'm, I'm not trying to conserve that. Jake, That's man. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: I, I forgot who was no, the what? comedian that said that was talking about uh, a time machine, and he's like, he's like, he's yeah. like, uh, he said something. Well, if you're white, you can go back here, there, and there, and then you. If you're not, you're just yeah. like uh, nope, uh, nope. Uh, right. No, I'll <laughs> stay here. <laughs> I give you, I give you about
2: 10, 20 years. After that, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. bro, you know? yeah. so no, uh, I mean, I mean and, I, and that was the whole controversy around. And I'm not trying to make it all political, but I mean, nah, that was man, the whole that's... controversy around the slogan "Make America Great Again." Right. You know, and again, I, I had, when was it? Great? Know, right, right. Yeah. Again, it's like you know, that's you know, that's where we got different perspectives. Like, what were where, where, where yeah. we talking about here? You know, yeah. uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to go back it, anything in the 1800s. We this definitely out of to be do that. It's, it's like, like no no no
0: no 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 we're not no, going we're back to it. that great America. Let's stay <laughs> nah, in this nah. one. That's I'm it. good. Yeah, I'm good. it's uh no I'm with you there. I said the same thing, yeah. you know. I know it was just a, a play on Reagan's, you know, make America yeah. great, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the one ironically who <laughs> funded the march. he funded the largest amount uh federal government budget for the war on drugs. Yeah. Um so yeah. even then it just you know yeah. people that are that come from the neighborhoods i come from that are you know half political savvy know that so when somebody says let's make america great again it's like oh god here we go another reagan which well, i loved I mean, reagan you know as a conservative i loved reagan until i found mm-hmm. out that you know the whole uh, massive federal budget that he passed just to fight the war on drugs. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, me, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the, in the toughest neighborhood, you know, or anything like that, but you know, have friends and family members that were either, you know, selling or impacted by drugs one way or the other. And for me, like honestly coming up, like, I'm like, man, you know, if you get if caught selling drugs, that's, that's on you, bro. You know, yeah. yeah. That's your fault. But as I got older and could see like from a more bird's eye view, wait a minute you know there, there's some other things going on here that are, is more than just you know my cousin over here is selling this or doing that you know what I mean there's this other structure that really traces back to what does it mean to govern well like what are the authorities doing in any given era to govern well are they doing that and when they don't there are these negative side effects you know that right. one can, can expect you know i.e. The, these uh, social maladies and so forth including you know the drug trade so you know it, it all kind of flows together man and um, you know uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a Biden, you know, guy. I mean, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a Trump guy. You know what I mean? And so
0: I'm just kind of like, where's just, my guy? Know, hey, yeah, where's my guy? Yeah, you, know, <laughs> just, you know, stay
2: wow. out of my pocket, and you know, that's, let me, let me, you know, raise my kids the way I need to raise them, and, and that's what guy. absolutely I know, I need to
0: worship, them, yeah. you know what I'm saying that's kind of where I'm at. You know what I mean? I'm so, with you all uh, the way on that, man. I just, I, yeah. I, one of my jokes every time you know i talk to everybody i'm just a talker and uh, one of the jokes yeah. is you know all the time it's like you know how did we end up with these two <laughs> how do we get to the point man, that this is
2: know, that's, yeah that's, yeah it's uh, bad man it's bad oh, bro man, and, and, and uh, i think it's to the point now where it's like um if anything america's got a lot of soul searching to do you know because you know there, there's it seems like every issue nowadays is polarizing i mean dang on it we had a pandemic then that was polarizing, They yeah. politicized that, you know what I'm saying? Like people literally dying and getting sick and somehow that became a political issue. And I understand how politi- politics intersects with, you know, the everyday, I get it. But um, we're too party driven, um, yeah. we're far more party driven than we need to be to where now our priorities are not being uh, taken care of. It's more All so right. about power and who's getting in office. And I think that we need to say, you know what, honestly, and, and, and this is not any slight on anybody. But I, I'll put this on myself. Like, you know, have I been as active in the political process as I need to be? Right. No. You know, am I voting in my local elections? Or I haven't been. You know, I'm correcting that now. But what are we as citizens? Like, we have to take ownership. Like, in terms of where, you know, Trump and Biden
0: came from, they came from us.
2: Like, right. We allow these people to yeah, get that's to That's exactly place. right. Like,
0: you know, like, what are we doing? Yeah, that's a good point. We, we're the ones who keep putting people in of office that, you know... It's everybody wants. And that's where I'm kind of torn. You know, people talk about term limits. And I'm like, wait a minute, because being more libertarian, I'm like, the people should have the right to put who they want in there, regardless of how long they're in there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, because if they want there, if he's a representative for an area and that's who they want, you know, why, why should we? But. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you know, our government was never meant to be a full time job, so it's uh right, 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 right. It's, well, uh, I mean, I
2: think there's pros and cons to it. I mean, on, on the one hand, um, I think consistency is good uh, when you have somebody who, who's willing to um, truly be a civil servant and 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 govern for the good. You know, if right. they're really about it, I think that can be good. On the other hand, you know, just human nature. I think that we tend to get lazy. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, and I, I'm I'm just speaking from from my perspective this is, is what it is but like you know the democratic party i think is is lazy you know what i'm saying you know if you're telling me for as far back as as my community can you know can reach back well I, actually i can't even say that but i'll just <laughs> say for the last i'll just say for the last five damn that might even be, i'll say for the last five decades i mean if you're all about the, the black community and yet you know at the same time um the best you can do is, is hop on the breakfast club and say well if you don't vote for me you ain't black that's, I mean, come on, man. You, you're, you're dead to me. That I, I, I have nothing to do with you. You know what I, I mean? I, you know, I'm done. You know, But at the same time, but then if you got another guy on the other end. It was like, man, you know, we want, we don't want these people from his old countries, and you know, go back to the country you came, you know, saying crazy, go back to the country where you came from, the people of color. I mean, that's, it's like, man, I can't rock with that cat either. You know? So yeah. it's like, we stuck, man. We we're like, bad shape, bro. We're like, bad shape.
0: He's like, hell, I didn't want to come here in the first place. What do you mean? Right, we didn't go back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it's a right. soundbite machine. I love it. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Just yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. stuff he says is just. It's uh, crazy. Just yeah, like, he was wow. running for a senator when he's running for president, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's running. uh, yeah, it's yeah. uh, you know, uh, it was a what was it about the poor kids? You know, uh, he said something like, "Oh yeah,
2: that was terrible,
0: man." Yeah, yeah, he I said mean, something he, like, "Yeah," he worded
2: it to where it's like the poor kids, then he associated them with being Word. black or not black, like there's no,
0: yeah, it's like only black yeah. folks are. Uh, Poor, uh, and it's man. like, bro, man, that's real. Come on, on, man? <laughs> that's what
2: I'm saying. Is that these guys are lazy, you know? Um, you know, uh, what's her name? Um, the one before him, um, uh, Hillary, you know, taking hot mm-hmm. sauce out of the purse and all
1: that. Like, like, um, get out of here
2: with that, man. We ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, he's pandering, man. It's pandering. Now, here's the thing, though, this is, this is what I think needs to happen, right? It goes back to what you said about the uh, voting third party. Now, a lot of people would say, um, uh, well, voting third party. Oh, you're just throwing your vote away. I, I'm, a, I'm a third party voter myself, you know, so I, I can I can rock with you on that. Now, my perspective is like this, right? Let's say you're in a battle. you know, let's Think of something like D-Day or something like that, right? And you're a general and you're like, all right, I need, you know, Corporal so-and-so to, you know, I need you to take that hill. Now, you know, and the Corporal knows that that hill, they're dead. It's, it's a wrap. They're, they're done. You know, they're not making it. It's a suicide mission. However, you also know that the enemy force on the other side can't take Five waves of your guys, so you know you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna lose three, but for the sake of the war, you know you're gonna you're, you're gonna win out in the end, kind of utilitarian view, right? Yeah. So ultimately, even though the first couple of waves it may seem like a waste, it's for a greater good, you know, and you're, you're gonna get victory in the end. Now, here's where I go with that. I look at it the same way with third party voting. Right now, it may seem as though it's a waste, but I think we need to destabilize this dual power structure between the Democrats and Republicans. Like, we don't need a third party candidate to win. Right. I just need you to lose enough votes to this third can, to party candidate to know that, you know what, if I want to secure my position to you know get elected, I've got to appeal to these voters who are willing to give their vote to this other guy. That's all you Absolutely. need. You don't Absolutely. need
0: a, a third party winner. You just need a third party threat. That's all and, you need. And I would love to see one of the third party candidates get up on the stage and debate with them because, you sure. know, they got to get a certain amount of vote. But, yeah, I'm with you. I don't care when people tell me I, I throw my vote away this, that, and the other. I vote my conscience. You know, I, right. I don't, I'm don't. i not picking the lesser of two evils. I don't have to, and I'm not going to. And I'm one of those that uh, I don't say anything negative to people that don't vote. They don't, if they don't like the candidates, that's their right. You know, and I think it's, You're you right, know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather you
0: vote your conscience than then to. Right. to yeah. If somebody doesn't want to vote into a system that they believe is immoral, they shouldn't mm. be shamed into doing it. You know, so right, right. and it makes me mad when I hear people say, uh, well, people died for that right, yeah, and they died for the right to not vote too oh
2: you yeah know? I mean you know, i I've, um, I've been in in both positions I've been in situations where I, I voted and I didn't feel great about it. I've been in situations where I voted or, or where I just didn't vote, and then more recently i'm I'm, I'm pretty committed to this third party position that's and that's I kind of reason to something else, but that's kind of where I'm at yeah. right now. And my thing is, I, I'm, now I'm going to quote Donald Trump. You're just like I, I look at, it as like you know, what do you have to lose? You know, like <laughs> I mean, for real, like, honestly, to the Black community, you've been rocking with the Democrats for for decades, and you know, many of us, too many of us, still broke. Like we still yeah. not doing doing I've, all that. Yeah, game.
0: it's absolutely. to, to yeah.
2: my white Christian brothers, you am know, saying who are all about abortion, abortion, abortion. It's like, well, you've been fighting that since 1973, and it's still on the books. So That's exactly right. So my thing is, like, what can we do differently? Right. I think if we want if we want either party to take us seriously, you know, what I'm saying then what we need to do is we need to destabilize their sense of power. And I think if, I was watching this documentary on um, the the prohibition movement, you know, kind of like how it came about that it kind of goes against you drinking beer right now. Right. But That's you know, a- um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not trying to hear that, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right, right. But but. Um, you know there was this documentary about like how that even happened like how to get to the point where they got this thing you know uh, an uh, amendment or or whatever for a prohibition and they just showed how the 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 prohibitionists were like look when it comes to politicians we if, we don't care what you do or who you're with either you're riding with us or you're against us period yeah. if you're with us you get our vote if you All don't right. you don't you know what I mean? And they, they, that's how they cared. And they, they amassed so much power to where they could really influence elections. And so those politicians had to cater to their uh, perspectives. And so I think as the church, what we need to do is start from biblical axioms. You know I'm saying We need to get, our, get on the same page in terms of what, you know, what does it look like to, for, for uh, Christian principles to be applied in society to whatever extent that we can. I understand it's a broken world, but yeah. we need to bring that to bear in public discussions and we need to hold people's feet to the fire. You say, "Look, this is where we're at now. Either you ride with us or you're not. If you want this right. boat, you're going to have to work for it. You know, that's Absolutely. that's how we need to be. And if Absolutely. you're not doing that, then all we're going to do is keep throwing the care in front of you and and uh, you know, year after year. I can yeah. get on that boat. So.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah we, I think people just need to chill. Everybody needs to just mellow. You know, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Cheech and Chong, mellow. <laughs> you know, or a, <laughs> right. who was was it Martin? It was a who'sa." Uh, Woo! Oh, yeah, Everybody, just calm down. Let the temperature different. go down. You know, yeah, everything's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's um, there's just too much division. We we got to come together. It's you know, um, there was um, you know, it's like the uh, the thing like with race. I mean, it's literally skin deep. There, it's a social construct.
2: Sure, you know, yes, very yes.
0: few countries deal with race issues.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it is something that's kind of been inbred in this country as a way to keep the ruling class the ruling class. Mm. And the people You're have bacon rebellion is. here. Okay. And people have bought into it to the point that they believe, whether consciously or subconsciously, that they're everybody's different because of color. And yeah. it is Oh, uh, it is so, you know, just, I, I, yeah, it's, it's I don't so
2: funny to me. I'm like, man, look, you know, you, you, I mean, you got one guy mad at me cause I'm black and this guy's mad at me because, you know, I mean, all this racist stuff. It's like, man, we both broke. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, we are in there fighting us yeah. at the same time. You know, we have, you got other folks out here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, we're doing all right. They don't care nothing about
0: that. They don't care Absolutely, about Absolutely, yeah. Whatever. They're screwing we're, you over. They screw me over. We're, so we're all having? sitting. Yeah, we're all sitting here going, "How much was our stimulus check? What six hundred? <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. you know, they're only right, giving right. us six hundred of our own of right. our money
2: back. Of our money, yeah. yeah. right, right.
0: What yeah, do you mean six hundred? My money, man. It's my money, bro. It's yeah, man. Hook, yeah, hook money. me up. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Now that's it, that's a time when it's good to have a lot of kids it actually pays off. Yeah, I, I, I ain't
2: lying, man. I tell you what, when that first round was coming, I, said, I, I, I haven't been trying to have number five, but if you're ready, I'm That's ready. That's right. Let's you.
0: go. <laughs> it's a nice little tax write-off too. Yeah, it is,
2: man. Yeah, it is.
0: Yo. Yeah, it's blessed, so, man. man. Yeah. Oh man. That's man. This is has flew by. So, uh, do you have, uh, you guys have anything major coming up or on uh true ID or
2: yeah, man. So, um, for the last couple of months, I've just, I've just found myself, um, you know, kind of guesting a lot of different shows, but in the background, I've been putting some things together. Uh, I've got some new material coming out um, on my YouTube channel, True ID Apologetics uh, on YouTube, as T R U I D Apologetics uh, on the on YouTube. And um, I'm looking at bringing back the True ID podcast. You know, I, I got oh, away absolutely. from it earlier this year. You know, so I'm, I'm looking at relaunching that in 2021. Um, absolutely, really, I can have more conversations like this. I mean, yeah. you know, there, there, are, there are pros and cons to doing like the short videos on on YouTube and stuff, and they yeah. can be effective in a no way. But I feel like this is kind of more my bag, just like really taking my time and, and breaking down stuff. So I'm bringing the I'm bringing the podcast back, and um, actually, um, God has is, is, is been good, man. Over the last, um, well, actually, for the last six months, you know, in the background, I've been working on uh, contributing to a book that's going to be coming out um, in April 2021. Uh, it's called Urban Apologetics and it's actually available for pre-order right now, edited by Eric Mason. It's got a, a number of, of great contributors it's published by Zondervan,
0: you know, oh, wow. so You're I had a good uh, publisher. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. 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 So I contributed a chapter, um, on so-called black atheism. Uh, so pretty much like atheism as, you know, generally exp- expressed, if you will, in the African American right. context. And so I, I uh, you know, contributed a chapter on that and also a Frequently Asked Questions uh, chapter also I did. So that's coming out in April 2021. It's already available on Amazon.com. So excited about that. Um, and <laughs> uh, I've got actually I've, I've finally decided to go back and get my doctorate, you know. and so Oh, wow. Um, Good job. Yeah. I've been working on a particular argument, um, actually it's a, a kind of a cluster of arguments, if you will. And uh, I believe it'll it'll end up being a pretty good uh, dissertation. So I've been encouraged yeah. by Tim Stratton, you know, to go and get that done. And I decided I'm going to go ahead and get it, man. So hopefully Absolutely, by the end of January, man. I will have my, my uh, proposal uh, finished and I'll be you know, getting, getting ready to do something, man. Yeah, I can say I know another doctor.
0: So <laughs> Yeah, I
2: hope so, man. Yeah, that's, that's what I uh, I want to do because I, we got some some training opportunities coming down the pike through True ID Apologies Ministries. want to have webinars and sponsor events and things oh, like yeah. that. So I just want to kind of add a little more weight to what it is that we do, man. So, and it's gotta be my part, man.
0: So yeah, that's kind of what I got going on, man. You know, got got a couple of irons in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. uh, I meant to get your uh, information into the tag here for it, but uh, I was actually in Oklahoma city about, Four and a half hours ago, and it's four hmm. hours away from me. So I was – Oh, know, wow, you were in. Yeah. playing. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, I got to get home. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> right. they scheduled me a job out, out of state, you know, on the one day oh, that I man. was going to get – Yeah, so I don't have the nice little frame around it and all this stuff that I was – Oh, it's so good. I had some sound bites, you know, and all this, and it's like uh-huh. – Adam's just going to get the cold treatment. He's going to get the pain no, that's sick. True, man. No,
2: hey, I'm, so. I'm, I'm glad to be here, bro. I'm glad. That, I'm,
0: I'm honored that to be
2: your your first guest, man. And I, oh, I, man, I like I... your vibe, man. I mean, it's very conversational. Um and actually it was pretty cool because I got a chance to talk about some things I don't normally get a chance to talk about so that's a testament to you as an interviewer
0: man. I appreciate cool. it, man. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This is you know I mean it, I said it was going to be chill but you know we kind of got some deep topics but I just yeah. like
1: yeah a little bit. Yeah, I like uh, the
0: natural conversation, man. It's you know I like to to hear other people's side, you know, and yeah, well, yeah, some yeah. things we don't get to talk about every day because of the people that were around and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, very true. Very yeah, true, man. absolutely, man. I, I well I'm honored that you. Uh, actually came on, so I mean it's of ca- kind of a kind of a big deal, you know. So, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Man, no, you, you're me. getting up there, you're getting up there now. Come on, I'm, I'm trying,
2: I'm working yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working uh, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. maybe
0: one day i you know, have my own show, and I won't be a doctor, but I'll be the man, you know. It's, well, I would love, love to have you on True ID, man. I mean, oh, absolutely, you know, any man. I, I would love for you to come on, man, and have yeah, a good time. Man. Yeah, it's uh. Uh, I mean, it's you know, I, I, philosophy of religion has just been, I love it. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm more, I like the, uh, you know, uh, more modal logic, you know, mm, the okay. uh, logical know, argument. Okay. Yeah, I like. Well, I, like Josh Rasmussen's um, oh yes. contingency argument.
2: Sure. And, sure. Yeah, I probably got. Let me see. Uh. Reason Lisa God, I got that book, I think
0: somewhere in here right now, as a matter of fact, yeah, This uh I just listen, I just listened to that earlier on audiobook, it was uh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, while I was working, I'd forgotten that he see being in the group with all these guys, I forget that there's published content, you know, because yeah. i th- I think that I've you know kind of heard it all there, and then I remember, hey, there's a whole book's worth of stuff there that I didn't get to you know to read so well
2: now uh, i haven't shared this actually It g- gives you some exclusive content now i haven't shared this uh prior to till now um but i feel comfortable sharing it because um you know the book is about to come out we're in like the final stage uh but like i talked about I've, i contributed a chapter on black atheism now what's interesting is that i i mean it really was the lord i, I you know months ago i stumbled across um an, um 17th century ethiopian philosopher by the name of zara yakub and uh Zara Jacob, in one of his works uh called the hatada or actually i think it's the only one that we have extent but um called the hatada he actually forwards a, a cosmo a version of the cosmological argument wow. and he couples, he couples it with the argument from reason and an argument for the, kind of like a tele- teleological argument He kind right. of weaves them together into this discourse is a really brief discourse on evidence for god's existence and so I, you know, like I said, I just kind of stumbled across it, quite frankly, you know, and I kind of built upon it and I fused it with some of Josh Rasmussen's stuff to, you know, put forth the uh, contingency argument in my chapter on Black atheism. So I kind of weaved together this African philosopher with Josh Rasmussen to, uh, you know, make a case for God's existence. And I, I brought in the argument from Reason. I cited Josh Rasmussen and so forth. So um, it, I think it'll be uh, pretty interesting, man. Like, That's awesome, man. I'm going to check that right out. Now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can send you the chapter actually. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it. man. That's uh so that's awesome. seeing, you know. Yeah, that's anytime I'm, you know, talking to uh any of my not so pasty friends, you know, I'll tell and, and I hear <laughs> yeah. about, you know, uh Christianity's white man's religion and stuff like that. I'm like, you do know that the Ethiopian church is one of the oldest churches oh, course, uh man. around. You know, it's yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely I mean I could go on yeah. and on about that, man. And I mean That's... we you know we're facing that a lot
2: in, in our community now and there's just so much evidence yeah. uh to the contrary. And um yeah you know, I could do a whole we could do a whole show on that quite frankly. Yeah, just, yeah but, absolutely oh, um, back. Yeah it's yeah 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 man i mean just for the sake of um i, I think really just not you know the african american community but just the church in general yeah. there's so much history that needs to be reclaimed like azariaco I and mean, there's, there's others that i can name as well anton ammo i'm thinking about and there's a number of different african philosophers um who have a christian bent to them that we can really harness their work and, and uh you know uh make a case for the for the gospel today so it's it's a uh, so we have a lot of work to do, man. You
0: know yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Just trying man. to stay in the field and get it done, you know. Yeah, man. I heard that. Yeah, it's a I lo- A lot of people don't realize the deep intellectual history of Christianity in the on the continent oh, sure. of Africa. Period. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, it's yeah. uh, so there's some great, great thinkers and you know i'm saying augustine,
2: augustine yeah. i mean obviously i mean he's going to be uh he, he was from an uh, seems to be from an indigenous people group in Right. Africa. Uh, he was he was uh his mother seems to have been a berber and they can they know that based upon her name is monica um and so um you know augustine we could talk about tertullian you know tertullian, we, every time yep. you open your bible and you see old That's testament and new true. testament that was co- coined by tertullian you know the, yep. the, the term trinity was you know seems to be coined by tertullian at least is a tradition oh i didn't term. know that yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The term Trinity. He was a lawyer, and he used the term Trinitas, you know, um, in his uh, defense of, um, a, a, I guess you would call it like a pre-Nicene Trinitarian right. uh, articulation of the Godhead. I can put it that way. And actually, you know, the, the Council of Nicaea relied upon his works in part. As they were, you know, uh, drafting the Nicene Creed, but yeah, certainly uh, the the term Trinity, you know, uh, is traced back to his word. We use the term Trinitas to describe, uh, you know, the Godhead. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of guys. Cyprian, we could talk yeah. about Cyprian. Yeah, it's a, about, you know, it's a whole list of guys, man. You
0: know, I'm going back. Yeah, that's I'm going back through the uh, the resurrection. It's been a while since I visited, mm. vi- visited, visited it. And, uh, there's, you know, there's been some new writers on it and stuff. So it's, um, it's, it's fascinating, you know, it's, um, sure, sure, I right. just, uh, like I said, man, you know, I was mesmerized by, you know, Christ's teachings and, and it's Amen. the man himself is just, and that, that's what I try to get, you know, a lot of, you know, atheists who's newer atheists coming up in it is, you know. You can be mad at at the religion and the church, but you can't be mad Mm -hmm. at Jesus. I mean, he was one of the greatest philosophers, ethicists, Mm -hmm. if there was. I mean, he's sure, sure. There's some great value to learn powerful stuff. Yeah, very powerful. So, -hmm. man, I, I am so happy that you came on my show. Yeah, man, um, I had a blast, bro. Glad to be here, man, man. It's fantastic. And you're definitely gonna have to come back if I have to drag you kicking and screaming. So. Oh no, you won't have to. I got you, bro. You <laughs> tell
2: me when to be here, I'll be here. I got you, doc. I got you, man. Absolutely. I love, love, it, man. love what you're doing here, man.
0: Yeah, thank you, boss. Uh appreciate everybody that was watching. Uh, check out Adam Coleman at uh true ID Apologetics on YouTube. He's got podcasts everywhere. It's, uh yeah. Apple, Google, all of them. So um He's on Facebook if you want to see his pretty face with this family. So. Uh, yeah, sure,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Scott lane Seven on Twitter, Instagram. I'm kind of lazy with Instagram and Twitter, but I'm
0: I'm I'm there, you know. Yes. And, uh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna tag you on the Instagram. I was like, he ain't been on there in a while. So, <laughs> right, 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 right. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm wacko on Instagram. I'm working on it. Working it's just too many it. of them, man. It's it's hard to keep. up Yeah, on, it's hard I'm to on. keep up. Yeah, it's hard to keep uh, up. Be blessed, brother, man. I appreciate it. Hey, you as well, man. Appreciate you having me, though. All right. No problem, boss.